0: Everybody, welcome back. This is episode two of the Path of Action. I am TJ Miller, and again, I'm here with my good friend Michael Brown from the Bunker. Good evening. Good evening. And uh, we had a, I had a great time last time. I did too. Actually, did that actually since we've been uh, together with our wonderful core of probably three listeners, um, <laughs> you taught your first yoga class at my uh, martial arts dojo. Oh yeah, town. yeah, yeah. It was awesome. I was actually. Uh, I just want to say, like, I'm, like, super proud of you, like, because, you know, knowing you for so long, I got to say, I was honestly not sure what a yoga class with you running it would be like, you know, and it was, it was great, I had a great time, and I need that, you know, so my students came, and they had a great time, and they were asking me tonight for you to do more, so, yeah, right now it's Saturdays at 11 in Mount Holly, New Jersey, if anybody's around, come do some yoga with my good friend, Finding Stillness Yoga.
1: Yeah, that's what it's all about, and um, you know, I um, I only became uh, certified to teach really just through the kindness of others, and that is sort of part of the as part of the path itself, right? Mm-hmm. And just it's also the part of the path of of this podcast happening and my podcast happening as well. Is uh, you know, you you. Uh, you get an idea <clears throat> excuse me and uh you know you you get a concept you have a you you want you get a destination in mind and then you uh open yourself up to other people who know more than you do and then you learn from them and you sort of absorb stuff and you know i have practiced yoga myself since like 1995 i believe um it was hugely beneficial for me. I mean, I came home from Desert Storm and the military and airborne jumping out of planes and shooting people in the face. And and then, you know, transition from that to to going to college mm-hmm. and, you know, trying to like become a student and, like, go back to normal life. And I struggled big time. I really yeah. did. Um, cause, because I literally got an early release Uh, I forget the name of it, but it was a program where you could get released early from the military if you got accepted to a college. And so I became accepted to Ocean County College, uh, which is near where we live in Tom's River. And so I literally transitioned right from, you know, shooting weapons and jumping out of planes to, like, boom. I'm a student, and I'm going to college, and I'm freaking out. And I...
0: To make a long story... Pre
1: yoga, this is pre yoga. But okay, to make okay. a long story short, that, that's where I discovered the yoga. That's where I started studying mm-hmm. it. Was at Ocean County College, um, with a uh, one of the counselors named Nancy, who was phenomenal, and taught uh, the more the style that I teach, which is more a shivananda sort of philosophy, which, which is which is you know the asanas, which are the body positions, of course, but also meditation and also. Breathing exercises and all of that has to be there, yeah. or you're kind of missing out, mm-hmm. you know. So, so yeah. And it, but it's, I needed to get back into the into the ring and start teaching again. So yeah. that was uh, that's good.
0: If you guys haven't listened to the bunker, I recommend it. I was just listening to the <laughs> new one you had for the the second season, and you were talking about you know your radio voice, and it's actually <laughs> fun to see how that translates into yoga voice too. Because <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's awesome. It's really cool. No, I really liked it. Like it was, it was definitely, it was definitely cool. Like your your um your method of it is is something I, I really enjoyed. It was great. I was saying to you I think that day too, I'm usually so like A D D when I teach mm. because I'm so worried about you know, I teach a lot of kids and attention span's not great. So in my classes, it's constantly moving and like I don't want people to get bored. And it was cool being there with you <laughs> yeah. and realizing like, no, you can sit there for ten minutes, like do that. That's great. And people really liked it. Yeah. Like, I worry when people aren't active and doing new things every two minutes in my class. It was, like, really cool. Like, all my students mm. had a great time. With nice. Anyway. So, I'm, yeah. I'm
1: glad they enjoyed it. But, yeah, we're, we're all kind of ADD in a way. Oh, you yeah. You know, our jobs force us to be that way.
0: Mm-hmm. I realized, part. I was very excited when I um, learned about, you know, you, there, you can be, like, sattvic or rajasic or tamasic. Yeah. Because I think all through college and everything, I tried to be very, like, you know, in the, in the spiritual realm, but I'm, I'm so rajasic, I'm all about like energy in the world and like doing <laughs> practical things, like that's, that's me, and I love philosophy, clearly, we have this podcast now, um, but yeah, I'm all about action and doing stuff, so yeah. anyway, um, our topic for today is going to be about being um, courageous with your ideas, and uh, I was telling you about this situation but I recently had an experience. I spent a lot of time um, on Facebook because of what I do as a performer and also, um, you know, as like a blue collar guy in a lot of situations. Yeah. I have a very wide array of friends from all sides of the political spectrum. So I spent a lot of time trying to get people to discuss things with each other in a respectful um I never get involved in the shouting or the name-calling aspects of it. Cancel culture and all that stuff. So. Right. So, yep. And a lot of that is I was just fortunate that I went to, you know, Rutgers and had that philosophy training where we were forced to, you know, sometimes take the opposite side of an argument. So, when I see something that is patently untrue with actual evidence to back that up, I can't sit quiet and not say anything, <laughs> yeah. especially it depends on what it is, you know, but if it's something, this particular case, I got a a guy who's an acquaintance of mine friend, I guess, who is very, he's a very avid Trump supporter, <laughs> but he posts a lot of stuff that is very easily proven to not be. True, and it Mm. spreads vitriol. It's this clickbait stuff. The particular one that we're dealing with right now is uh, it was a meme about illegal aliens, and it had all these, you know, quote unquote facts about illegal aliens. One of them was (laughs) that 94% of all food stamps in the country go to illegal aliens. Now, if that was actually the case, you would be talking about 48 million something people. and there's only at the greatest estimates, 18 million illegal aliens in the country.
1: Yeah, slight disparity in the yeah. numbers there.
0: So clearly not true, right? So I posted the link to the, you know the fact check on this and I said, hey, buddy, not true. Maybe you shouldn't share these things, you know? And I wound up getting a message back from that guy saying, stop commenting on my stuff. If you don't like it, just go on, you know? And we had a conversation where I said, well, aren't you, are you okay with posting things that you know aren't true? And Mm -hmm. he literally said to me, I don't care if it's true or false. (laughs) I don't care. Just leave me alone. And if you keep doing this, I'm going to get even with you. Mm. So I said, so you're okay. Now you're basically threatening revenge on me (laughs) (laughs) because I pointed out a fact check to you. Mm -hmm. And that is not how I want to live my life. But I do feel like presently in our uh, current political climate, and this isn't just people on the right-hand side either you the no. kind of left do this too 100 so locked into their ideas and just don't care whether they're right or wrong they just as long as they believe them and they don't want any challenge to what they think
1: yeah that's the problem
0: you know it's a big problem <laughs> and when you talk about being courageous in my in my opinion, being a courageous with your you know, your ideas and your beliefs or whatever, if you honestly believe them and you think you are, I guess, quote unquote right, or that you have a good idea, you should not be afraid to have it challenged. Because if you are right, the in the theater of ideas, you're gonna win right. in the end.
1: And if you're wrong.
0: <laughs> I, it's it's hard for me, like I said, to even fathom wanting to hold on to ideas once you know <laughs> that they're not true. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> you know, yeah, which is the um, essence
1: of philosophy, really, right. and critical thinking, and that's yes. why it's so important.
0: Uh huh. And <laughs> that's how our ideas get stronger. That's that was Bruce Lee's philosophy of martial arts. You. Honestly examine your experience Honestly, it's very important mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and you take what's useful From the things you find Some of them are going to contradict what you believe right now If you want to grow as a person You need to challenge your ideas You know, it's It's in that challenge That we grow Yeah You know <laughs> yeah. yeah And it's there's so much of this Out there right now that I I like I said it, it's it's hard for me to even I can't even believe we have to have this conversation. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> you know? I was just
1: thinking the same thing. Like, <laughs> you know, it's and I. It's I, almost I almost feel silly having to say it out loud, but
0: right, like
1: it, it does need to be said uh, out loud.
0: Yeah, and there can't we have such a hard time having actual discourse now, intelligent discourse, because everybody is so locked in their little camps you know (laughs) (laughs) and again make no mistake this is my friends who are are very liberal as well it's not just the it's not just the trump people Uh, but yeah you know i've had i've had friends shamed for daring to question some kind of thing that they said you know to some of my very, like, left-leaning liberal friends. And they are very much on the same team. Mm-hmm. These are not... If they want to move the society in that direction or whatever, they should not be fighting with themselves right now, you know? And that was a semantics deal. Yeah. You know? And it wasn't even... It was, you know, hey, well, what about this? And wound up just blacklisting, you know, this person... <laughs> it's it's so crazy. You know,
1: the, the internet in that sense is really a house of cards in the sense that, you know, it's so easy to have any opinion at all, mm-hmm. whether it's fe- you know f- based on evidence or facts or whether right. it makes any sense or not. And you can you can be broadcast to and followed by potentially millions of people whether you're making any sense or not. Mm-hmm. And but by the same token, you can also be saying things that are 100% factual and totally based on facts but just people don't like it. Correct. And then you just get canceled and you're gone. Mhm. And it's and it, there's you know like it's Yeah. It's it's such a fine line between those two extremes on, on mm-hmm. online especially.
0: It's, it's Yeah. And tired. I think the thing you said that was so important about it is if you don't like it it's more important to people that the things they share, because these memes and stuff get shared around, and they don't bother to check. It just they like it. It's a, it makes them feel good because it reinforces their worldview. Like, what was the stats you just had with the politifact stuff? <laughs> yeah,
1: uh, yeah. I just I happen to look online for some uh, for some statistics because you mentioned the uh, you know this um. The situation on Facebook and I've noticed and I've researched a few things I've seen over the years that were just nuts that I you know just did a few minutes few minutes research on and figured out that it was not true um, and so I went online and just looked up some statistics and back in 2007 uh, it, it was estimated that only twenty percent roughly of posts on Facebook were true or mostly true so <laughs> that means that means most weren't so
0: right that's kind of troubling and that's the thing the people who are not courageous in their ideas are gonna see this stuff that agrees with what they say even having this conversation because the same guy I was talking about just recently posted a thing that said like nobody cares about facts anymore which to me was insane irony <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but that guy will see these memes that support his agenda and he just shares away yeah you yeah. know yeah. <clears throat> and a lot of it promotes you know hate toward a sort cer- certain group of people um yeah you know this, this stuff that we feel about uh, that we are saying and feeling, and actions we're taking against immigrants, you know, mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you can make an argument. I'm not even somebody who wants to have, you know, just open borders, just let everybody come through. Right. But, you know, like I was trying to have conversations with people about the, the wall, and I just don't think it's practical. I think it's a dumb, giant waste of money, hmm. not because I want to have just open borders with people pouring in, but, right? You know, there's legit reasons. Like walls work if you watch them. You know, if I have a summer house yeah. in New Hampshire and I'm not there during the winter, and somebody wants to break in, even if I have a security system, if I don't have a guy who can get up there and stop them. My walls aren't going to work. True. And here's the thing. If you've got a wall running through the desert and you have to monitor it anyway, then just monitor the desert. <laughs> and if you see somebody, go roll out there because you got a long – you've got hundreds of miles of them walking through the desert. Just go – yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to get into that stuff. But... but again, and I'm not saying people who think that is a logical good way to deal with it are just wrong. But I can have the conversation. Yeah. And it there's yeah, to just take people who do not agree with you and say they're stupid and disregard them, no matter what side of the political spectrum you are on right now, is to me it's it's cowardice.
1: I was just gonna use that word. You know?
0: You're afraid to let your ideas be challenged. So you must not think too much of them, you know? I'm willing to have a conversation about any of that stuff, the wall, abortion, um,
1: yeah. you know, yeah.
0: who your political candidate is. I've talked to people, you know, rationally who are, you know, Trump supporters or anybody else, you know. And yeah, if, you have, yeah. if you have good ideas, then, you know, let me know when mine are wrong. Because if they're wrong I wanna know. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Like yes. I would actually like to know, you know, the truth about things or the close as close as we as close proximity as we can get to it. Exactly. And I think <laughs> it's so hard. It's so hard to even talk about. Because it just seems so patently obvious. Like <laughs> right. the fact that you have to say, like, yes. yeah, dude, like if you know your ideas are wrong, then stop Using those ideas, it just <laughs> yeah, it blows my mind that we even have to. Have yeah,
1: because it's because it, if you if you start up the conversation, especially with someone who happens to know, know more than you about a certain topic, that's good. That's not bad. It's great because that means you're going to learn something. And then if if you open up the discussion about the border, for example, then you'll learn that oh yeah, it's because we've suddenly cut funding to these countries and now they're starving mm-hmm. and they're, they're they're they have no other choice but to like just right. try to escape the situation they're in. And come here. Like, now, does that mean I want to just throw open the doors, like you said, and let everybody in? No, it's not. That practical either. But the problem is much bigger than just right. the wall.
0: Yeah. You know, like we, and again.
1: We have caused a lot of these problems that yes. are causing these people to come here in the first place. It's just a fact. Right. You know, and that's part of the discussion. And once you take all these other factors into it, it's like, oh, okay. Then you can have a more broad understanding of the issue. And, then it's, and you'll understand it's not so cut and dry. Nothing is. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's, again, it's not even like, I'm just right. I'm not down there. Like, I, you know, I respect the opinion a lot of our buddy Rob. (laughs) He's (laughs) He's, on the front lines. He's on the border patrol. So, in a lot of ways, I have to be able to step back and admit, like, okay, I'm not down there. I don't see exactly what's going on. Yep. Right? That also doesn't mean, though, because I know a lot of times you have, you know, you get a lot of those situations where, you can't just say, oh, well, you're not on the border patrol, so just shut up. And he doesn't he doesn't do that. But I'm saying like, there are people who do that. Like, right, right. You exactly. don't know. Like, no, I can actually have a conversation about it.
1: Yeah, because the, cause the, cause like I said before, the issue isn't mm-hmm. just what's going on right there at the border. Right? right. The issue is much larger than that.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of people who are – Yeah. You know, who have been in the military who kind of do that too. Like, well, if you haven't served and you have no right to – like, yeah, actually I do. Like <laughs> – You know, you have a perspective from being there that I don't have. Correct. But as a citizen of this country, especially, I have a right to have an opinion about what's being done, basically in my name. You know,
1: (laughs) with your taxpayers' money. Right, and it's and that's the
0: thing too. Is I think, you know, we preach this thing that like you know, we the people stuff. So then we go into these countries and we wonder why people are angry at me as a citizen but they're yep. Yep. what they've been told about america is that we make the decisions
1: right <laughs> right you know? yeah, so yeah. that's a good point
0: yeah it's it's very interesting there's, there's it's only once it's only
1: when you get here and you start looking around and you realize like oh yeah. yeah actually no it's all corporations making the decisions yeah really <laughs> the, the citizens of- are screwed right? as we are uh-huh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's funny. So you can have a different opinion about all that too. Like, yeah, yeah. As I said, I'm willing to talk about it because I am, I'm very courageous with my ideas. Like, I love these conversations. Like, sh- show me I'm wrong. I en- I enjoy that so much. Like, like when someone when I realize I'm wrong about something, I'm like, whoa, holy cow! I can't believe that. You know. Yeah, but There's- it's so people, mm, they just cling to their.
1: Yeah, I think I, I think it's 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 also you know just another symptom of like the fear mongering that goes on mm-hmm. with ideas from the top. You know, like politically, especially like mm-hmm. we're, we're told that you know, oh, we need to do X, Y, Z, or we're going to be invaded. You know, and there's all this this right. language that's used to make us afraid of mm-hmm. some other alternative. When you know what, the other alternative might actually be a better idea, but because there's no discourse happening. You're just kind of taking the word of what you're being told and right. You know, and let's let's face it, like most most of like, you know, cable news is crap, either left or right. It's most of it's crap. Mm. Like you really can't get a whole full picture of what's going on in anyone's situation from the media. Like you just can't. You really have to look and search around and look Yeah, you at gotta different check your stuff and, out and
0: do different yeah. sources, you know? And that is the thing though, we've we're creating this environment where People think, you know, that whole the, – <laughs> the news is like the enemy of the people. That's, that's terrifying.
1: Yeah, that's not right either. You know,
0: it's, that's the First Amendment. And <laughs> yeah. unlike some of the un, untested, you know, uh, internet sources you have for stuff, the, the big news people have to do some level of fact-checking. You know, to put stuff out there, and they have yeah. like they have departments for that. Now they have a slant. I don't doubt that. Like they have kind of a thing that their sponsors like and they lean a certain way. But you know, if you if you hear something from like the New York Times, like they do a lot of research. Like they've been doing that for a very long time. Um, yeah, and that's again, and I I hate to keep going back to Trump, <laughs> but uh, you know when when the New York Times reports on stuff that he just did even if there's video evidence, it blows my mind some of this stuff because even if there's video evidence of him just saying the thing they said he said (laughs) there's it's this attack by the liberal media and I've said that to people, I'm like, I'm not basing my opinion on CNN or New York Times, Mm -hmm. I'm just talking about a video I watched of him Saying this thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Like I yeah. watched the video. He said it.
1: It's re- you know? it's quite surreal. Uh huh.
0: It really is. Yeah, it's it's terrifying <laughs> because it is. That's that's the s- slow march toward fascism. Yeah. You know, and it is very comforting to feel like there are simple answers to things, no, yeah, of and the, you got one guy. Who's the only person who can solve it? And he's got <laughs> it. Like I get it. Like it's very, very comforting.
1: But That's what Hitler said. Yeah. And Mussolini. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm just I'm just saying
0: <laughs> Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not trying to make a comparison. It's just that it's the same yeah. kind of it's the same dynamic. It's the same uh-huh. thing. It's like no one else knows what's going on.
0: Only I can fix
1: this. Right. it's the, it's the classic.
0: Yeah. And that, that's the thing to me in that, in that area, too, is I've seen, if you look at the body of his work, <laughs> you know, this <laughs> stuff has been going on. And, like, how do you feel now that suddenly he's got your best interest in mind? Yeah. You know? Anyway.
1: It's, yeah.
0: But I could be wrong, and I'm willing to talk about it, and I have talked about it. With friends of mine who are, yeah, it's so so overwhelming. It it really is
1: overwhelming. It's very surreal. It doesn't seem like, you know, Mm -hmm. it really does seem like there are like multiple realities going on at the same time. Yeah. And only certain ones of us are tuned into certain realities (laughs) and there's like a different reality going on like right next door. Right. It really does seem like that. And I, I, you know, I'm not saying I know everything and I'm always right, but. It's just so weird how, like you said, you'll see him say and do things on camera. And it, and it isn't, you know, we were talking about this earlier. It's, Trump's the symptom. It's not, he's not the cause of all this. But he, he, he was, he became elected because of the climate that existed before he started campaigning. Mm-hmm. Everyone was against this guy. Even all the Republicans were against this guy. All the Democrats were, everyone in government, in the establishment was against him running. Didn't want him to have anything to do with it. Mm-hmm. Now that he's in there, now you know the Republicans have, you know, flipped, and now they're kind of in his camp now. But it, it's, and not to keep harping on the political part of it, but it's just such a perfectly polarizing example of what you're talking about, right. and, and it's just in everyone's face all the time, and it's the perfect example of what's not happening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because the discourse isn't isn't happening. There's yeah. no there's no like push and pull like there's no competition of ideas
0: yeah and it's hard i know a lot of people who are dear really good friends of mine who are trump supporters and i've had conversations with them and i also have you know really good friends of mine who are you know very liberal on the left who are just you know oh if someone's a trump supporter they're just evil and <laughs> and so my question is yeah. And it's the same way. You have the you know the people who are very right-wing people who think that, that the liberals are less on their side than Russia is. You know? <laughs> I think
1: there was even a t-shirt. Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So <laughs> yeah, that's what crazy. is your plan if that is the case? Because either one of those groups of people, 30% of the citizens of this country are those people you're talking about. Mm-hmm, right. So what are you going to do with them? That's a lot of people. Right? Um, (laughs) You know, there are, like I said, if you're in, you know, if you're in, like, the Charlottesville March and you're, you know, carrying a swastika around and doing, you know, Hitler salutes, I got no time for you.
1: Uh, Yeah. Right? At that
0: point, (laughs) you know, but like I said, I know I have some Republican friends who are just, for their particular family, they're making more money now. And directly as a result of some of the stuff that Trump did. So I get it. You Hmm. know, because people care about their family. My buddy drives a coal train. And before Trump came in office, there were like five people working. There's like 37 working on his train now. So I get it. His family has legit a lot more money in their pocket right now because of that. And I'm able to see that because, like we talked about before, I am courageous with my ideas. Hmm. So... Interesting. I don't believe he's lying to me. He is making more money and he has actually seen jobs come back as a direct result of that. Now, I personally believe this is something that feels good in the moment and long term is bad because you know it's not even taken into account climate change or whatever. Yeah. But I can understand why he supports that. Right. Because yeah. for his family things are better at this moment.
1: Yeah, and that, mm-hmm. that's amazing because that's, that's the first story I've ever heard of anyone that was, like, actually doing better as a result mm-hmm. of something he's done. Yeah. Literally. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I just – that's the first story I've heard right. personally.
0: Yeah. So it's interesting. Like, I get it, you know. Um, wow. Cool. But like I said, I have a lot of friends on the left who would just – I don't know whether they want to just launch those people into a space, into space <laughs> and the same way on the right. But you got we have to do something – Because if you just decided that they're irredeemable and there's nothing you can do with them, no matter which way you're looking, that sounds a lot like, you know, the, the, the Jews are evil, Mm -hmm. you know, like they're 30% of our country are Republicans at least. And 30% are Democrats, one in three people. I almost guarantee you someone that you're a very close friend with, if you're listening to this, is on the opposite side of the political spectrum. You don't even know it. And you probably really like them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so how yeah. do we – I guess that's another thing that's important too is like what do you actually want to happen? Do you want things to get better or do you just want to stay in your little camp and have your ideas that are unassailable and don't ever listen to any other opinions because, yeah – Anyway,
1: I think we should take a break. Yeah, it's so true.
0: Let's take a break. I gotta, I gotta decompress. Yeah, I got <laughs> <It's so hard. laughs> It really is. I didn't even think about it, like how hard this is. But like the fact that I'm that we're sitting here having to say this about like, hey, dude, if you know your ideas are wrong, you shouldn't keep holding on to them. Is it is sort of self evident,
1: but at the same time, <laughs> you know, I, we have to to, to to dial it back a little bit. Like we have to. Consider that, you know, there's there's tons of people, probably more so than not, people in this country that have not had a philosophy class. Oh, yeah. That haven't been mm-hmm. put into that position where they're forced to really think. And this is how it was described to me, to think about thinking. Yeah. How do you think? Why do you think that? Why? You know what I mean? To get put up mm-hmm. in front of a classroom and have to be forced to argue your point and prove whether or not you're right. And if you have a great argument, then... You have a good idea, and that goes forward until it's challenged. Once you hit a wall, and someone comes, yeah, but well, okay, what about this? Right. You, but you have to be willing to go. Oh shit! I didn't think about that.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, and so its its ideas have to be fluid. It's not. There's no set in stone ideas ever in any mm-hmm. camp on any political spectrum in any society. It it's never set in stone. It's always fluid, and I think we. Especially in the you know last few years of the political climate last what fifteen twenty years at least it's it's become more solidified in one camp or another and it's that's not how the brain works it's it's literally not how the human body yeah. and how the brain works
0: there was a uh, I heard a thing too about that they said that you the reaction we have uh, psychologically in our brain when someone challenges our our beliefs is the same sections of the brain that go off when a tiger jumps out of you jumps out at you in the jungle (laughs) (laughs) i believe it yeah and we really that's why i have some sympathy for people you know and that guy the guy on facebook like mainly i keep talking to him because i hope we'll have some kind of little breakthrough like i just want to have a conversation with him. yeah (laughs) yeah you know not an angry one just like hey what about this hey dude maybe not that you know um yeah, and I've had those. I've actually had those with people. But,
1: it, it's cool when that happens. Yeah,
0: but you gotta you gotta have some with people. And I think a lot of people, um, people, people. What is important to them is the thing they're actually in. Like I go to these OSHA classes at like all the port authorities and stuff, and that's a bunch of blue collar dudes who just go home at night. They just want to feed their family. Mm-hmm. You know, so they're not yeah. thinking about it as much. And I'm not saying that's a good thing, but, right. you know, they're not involved in – um, and that's sort of what privilege is. Like, you know, I wouldn't have to think about a lot of this stuff. But a lot of my friends who are like, you know, if I got a friend who's who's gay or a friend who's black or, you know, female friends of mine or whatever, like, I don't go through the same stuff they do. And if I don't really actively go out of my way to try to look into it, I'm not going to see it hmm. because I don't have good to, point. you know and um, yeah anyway let's uh, let's take a little break we'll have a little word from our sponsor we'll yeah. do the press maybe I'll cry a little <laughs> <laughs> have a good have a good cry and then we will uh, we'll come back here try to bring this thing into a we'll bring it we'll talk about some positive stuff too we'll talk about actually some uh, philosophers and you know
1: yeah I think I'll bring, I'll bring up this uh, this ideas. this uh, hokey Facebook post that I ran across that was, oh that's uh, a good one that was that was debunked in about thirty-two seconds. Yep, but it's still out there. But it's still out there. It's still, still circulating, and it's, it's really going. ridiculous. But we'll have some fun with that. So. I don't
0: care if it's true or false. <laughs> yeah. All, All right, right, guys. We'll be right back. And we are back. I my hope for everybody out there is that they can be as courageous with their truth as we are with the effects on your. Sound system when we're on a break because <laughs> oh my, yeah, we, we should, should have outtakes because we, we, <laughs> we, we could do that. So, so anyway, we're talking about being courageous with your truth. Um, I'd like to briefly mention the philosopher Hegel, um, and he had this idea of his uh, dialectic argument, which is something I think is actually very there's a lot of things Hegel said that I do not agree with, but this was actually pretty cool. So He said that when you have any kind of like finding of truth, you start with a thesis, right? And then someone comes along who has the antithesis to your thesis and then you, you know, you debate it, you talk about it, you wrestle with it and you come to a a synthesis between those two things. So you find the mutual truths in it and you move on to something greater, which is made out of the struggle between the two. And that becomes your new thesis, right? And that's kind of how knowledge and truth evolve throughout human history. So once we have that, that struggle of ideas, we come to a thing that is, becomes the new thing until the new antithesis comes along. And if you're not brave with your truth, that process cannot happen. So you have to be open hmm. to ideas. That doesn't mean you don't argue or discuss or get behind what you think or believe. Um, you should you know, be confident in your ideas but allow them to go through that struggle because that, those are the times too. I mean I've been doing martial arts my whole life and it's in those moments of adversity that we find growth. You know, And if you don't give your ideas that chance – they're not going to be strong, hmm. you know. They can't have any kind of stuff like that. So, be brave with your ideas, people.
1: That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. know yeah, it's just like your muscles. If you don't work mm-hmm. them out, they're not going to be strong.
0: It's true. And I and one thing I do notice about a lot of people who are very locked into the whole like these are my ideas and they're true and I don't care what you say. In fact, you know what? If they're not true, I don't care because I still like them. Is they are not willing to have that struggle. For their ideas, they don't, and they don't want to. They just want to be secure. They want to have sounding boards that are. They don't ever want to hear any kind of different opinions. Um, they just want to have people around them that just, you know, <laughs> inside the reaffirm echo,
1: inside the echo chamber.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we don't learn anything that way, you know. It becomes a very stagnant. Um, it's probably the way empires die, actually, if you think about it. Yeah, it's you know because probably true. Yeah. If you don't challenge those ideas at all, they actually said that about the. Um, Spain was the most powerful empire in the world for a, quite a long period of time. And they think that one of the main reasons why Spain fell was because Spanish power was completely based on New World gold. That was it. So they were extremely wealthy, you know, so they had all that stuff coming in. But unlike France and England and you know the Prussians and all this kind of stuff, who constantly had to be developing and innovating, you know yeah. the Spanish were just just wealthy, right? So um, you know the English navy had to like develop all these tactics to like because they were they were stealing a lot of Spanish gold, and uh, they figured out how to beat the Spanish Armada, which was like the greatest, you know, array of naval power ever assembled, and these small group of England at the time we do the renaissance fair all the time and England was such a backwater little burg oh yeah at the time you know um and we like it because that's where you know that's kind of where we came from you know so we had that fascination yeah. but but that was the thing with the Spanish is they're kind of in a lot of ways they were like they were like these people like my friend on Facebook who doesn't ever want to have his ideas challenged like they didn't have to do any of that kind of stuff because they just had all this money they were filthy filthy rich you know
1: Hmm, that's so, true.
0: Anyhow, we had a plan for when we came back. We were going to talk about your some of your uh, your, your oh. things you found on the. Uh, <laughs> oh
1: yeah, to kind of to go, to circle back and address the um, the internet meme situation. Um, you know, clearly there's a huge percentage of stuff online that just simply isn't true, and you know, there's no there's no mechanism in place on like facebook for example to check these things uh check posts for their accuracy and take them down or challenge them or flag them or whatever I mean, i think eventually it happens but it takes some time but by then it's millions of people have seen it it's mm-hmm. been shared all over the place um
0: you can though this is a thing to think about. If you yeah. agree with us, <laughs> you know, before you post the thing, take a, a breather. Yeah. Right? Do one Google search. And within 30 seconds, you can probably find out whether or not it's done. <laughs> There's not a way on Facebook, but we as people can do this. And if you care about, you know, actually spreading actual information to people, take a minute.
1: Anyway. Yeah. So. so so I was online the other day, just looking at some things uh, in reference to online posts and accuracy and all that sort of thing. And now there's luckily there are there are companies and websites out there now that that it's all they do is just check for accuracy of internet posts. Mm-hmm. Um, Snopes being one of them.
0: And. <laughs> You have people who are locked into their certain worldview, who will also tell you that, like, oh, well, Snopes is just liberal BS, you know. So <laughs> anyway, but
1: yeah, but but here's here's one good example, and it's and it's it's support for the argument that you need to check the stuff before you like it and reshare it. So <clears throat> I was looking online, like I said, at different different posts and stuff, and different, you know, I was trying to find statistics on how many things online are proven to be false, how many are proven to be true, so I'm just trying to get some basic statistics, and in going through that search, I came across this um, website um, that pointed out this Facebook post that is currently being circulated about how Chinese people are making soup out of babies and eating it to get longevity or something like that or better health or something. Right? Now, I came across this
0: article that debunked
1: this article.
0: So, we are clear Chinese people are not making soup out of babies. (laughs) They are not. That's not actually happening, anyway.
1: No, that's not happening. (laughs) The article debunked this. Facebook post and so I saw it and I thought wow that's crazy that's really out like who's going to believe that you know and I I read the article and it said you know this is proven to be not true you know whatever and so several hours later I just happened to turn on Facebook casually not with any specific you know agenda in mind I just turned it on I start scrolling I scrolled for maybe 10 seconds and boom there's the post (laughs) about the guy Who the it's showing a picture of him eating a baby and this post about Chinese people eating baby soup? Well, what
0: is the you? I'm sorry, you you said what that actually is from, right? So,
1: (laughs) so I see the post on Facebook and I and I think, oh my god, wow, there's that post I saw that article about that was debunked, right? And so I opened up the post to see, oh, you know, maybe oh, clearly oh, someone figured out, oh, this is fake and reposted it. Hey, look at this bogus post. Well, no, it was posted as if it were true, and there was this whole string of borderline racist comments Mm -hmm. talking about, quote, unquote, the Chinese and they're eating human babies, right? And there was a good amount of comments in there, and I went and I made sure I read all the comments to make sure because I was hoping that I was going to find someone that said, oh, guys, this isn't real. So I thought, okay, what? The, so, I, so right there, I, I closed Facebook, and I went back to another website. In this case, I went to Snopes the second time, and I just did a search for this thing, and I found it. Sure enough, there's a whole article that breaks down how this post was originally posted back in 2001 that made reference to people in Taiwan, not China, who were eating human fetus baby soup, right? Now... It turns out that when this originally got posted in 2001, this was actually investigated by, where is it? It was it was investigated by Interpol and by the FBI because they wanted to make sure this wasn't a, a human actually committing cannibalism online right. and showing. You know. Well. Okay, it was, no, hold on, I'm sorry, I misquoted that. It was Scotland Yard and the FBI both investigated this. What they discovered was this post was a, an individual whose name was Zhu Yu, and he was a, where is it? Okay. Okay. Let me, just read, let me just read this really quick. The origin of the images were quick, quickly uncovered. The man with the photographs was not a restaurant patron enjoying a human Taiwanese dish, <laughs> but Chinese performance artist Zhu Yu, who staged a conceptual shock piece called Eating People at a Shanghai arts festival in 2000. Right, so then this was reposted in 2001 saying, oh, look at these people in Taiwan, blah, blah, blah. No, and apparently the person at that time had something against people from Taiwan. Now, again, it was just in 2019, 2020, mm-hmm. was reposted as if it's people from China, you know. Yeah. Because, oh, there's this, all this anti Chinese sentiment now floating around. And it turns out, you know, and then I went back to Facebook and looked at the post, and the company that posted that meme had their name on there. And it was an entertainment company. It wasn't yeah. even a news source, it was not, it was no news source Yeah, it's source
0: like at all. clickbait. Like, Did total you see clickbait. The, um they had a they had a picture that was going around for a while of Adam Schiff on on a couch with Jeffrey Epstein and like the dildo on the on the coffee table. And you can see the original picture, it's Adam Schiff with his grandfather. There's no
1: there's dildo no, on the coffee table. There's no table. dildos.
0: But we I had some fair friends too cuz somebody was posting this around and we're like, "Hey, dude, here's the original picture." And they don't Take it down. <laughs> you know? Because it suits the agenda. And the same thing happens on the other side. There was a picture of a uh Yeah, yeah. a picture of a clan rally with a big banner that said like Trump twenty twenty. Uh, and it's like, yeah, yeah. Hey, how can you support this guy? That too is a doctored picture. Right? Yep. That's not what the, the actual banner said. Right? <laughs> yeah. So and that's and that that is the thing to me, and I think the thing that inspired this second episode of our podcast is S- stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, if you know the stuff you're posting is false, stop doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Be honest about it. You know? um, Yeah. It's just, it's hard. And again, you and I we were talking about this in the break too. I, I have a hard time understanding that we have to have this conversation <laughs> yeah. and I don't really know. It doesn't, compute with me even to be the kind of person who would I I because I, I don't know, like I can't I can't like an idea and have it feed me somehow if I know it's not true. Yeah. You know? And I've had things I've enjoyed before, you know, like I had a friend who was talking to me about um you know that they talk about like that like sacred uh frequency? How like apparently yeah. like you know, the frequency for a got changed to a certain number like during World War II some people say it was like like Hitler changed the frequency of a the the note a and that like if you look at all the famous composers throughout history like all of their their a tuning force were set to this frequency it's like sacred frequency because it's the it's the frequency that's of your mind waves and the ocean and all this kind of stuff. Well it's not true. It was <laughs> it was great. I was like oh cool because they have like the, the sleep music at like the sacred thing. They didn't even know what frequency was until, like, the 1800s. So there's no way that, like, you know, Mozart's tuning fork was set. And if you look at them, they're all different. It's just what they happen to have, you know? And I really liked (laughs) that idea. I was like, wow, you know? And I still do believe that sound is powerful, right?
1: Yeah, 100%.
0: But I had to accept the fact that, like... And it's not the frequency of the ocean or your mind waves or any of this. It's just (laughs) that, like, scientifically. Like, it would be great if it was, if there was this magical frequency you could play and it would solve all your problems and cure all your cancers and diseases that'd be wonderful and i'm not saying i don't think that music is not powerful and can't do things it's just like i had to accept but i had a friend who got really mad because i brought that up yeah you know and said like (laughs) i don't want to talk about this like i just want to and it just (laughs) i don't know it blows my mind like i want to actually know things I don't want to just think things. (laughs) Right. You know? Yeah. 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 That's wild. Yeah.
1: And, and, yeah, you said it. Sound and vibration is extremely powerful. Mm -hmm. We're mostly water. Yep. And, you know, you can take a crystal bowl, for example, and pour water in it and then Vi- play it, make it vibrate, and you can see the water is all agitated and jumps around mm-hmm. and does all that. And you've seen the experiments with the, yeah. you know, the sound waves and putting sand on top of it, and in certain frequencies makes patterns. That's fascinating shit. Really is, Yep. Super fascinating. So clearly, vibration is a power. It is does have effects on the human body. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see, you can, you can see. You know, this is scientifically proven. Uh, right. The um, uh, infrasound used by animals will will. It, can positively or negatively affect the brain depending on what's going on like cats mm-hmm. big cats use this like, you know you, you, right you, there's a there's a frequency they're using to affect you that you don't even hear that's a fact so yeah so there, there yes yeah. it's, it's a f- but it's not there's right. so much nuance to it it's not mm-hmm. just like oh well but there's this one frequency that will cure everything yeah. and this one frequency that will make your dick explode
0: it's it doesn't it's not that nothing's that easy it's Patently untrue that all these guys had their <laughs> right. same tuning. Like, it's just not. Like I said, we didn't even know what frequency was yeah. until the 1800s. <laughs> and whatever tuning fork they had is what yeah. they used at the time, you know? Yep. And the idea that music tuned the way we tune it in the West is somehow, you know, horrible for you because it's at this frequency as opposed to 540 hertz or whatever. Right. Um. Yeah, music is is... Awesome. I mean, you know that. It's like, incredible. It's, yeah. Ah. It's incredible. So powerful. So powerful. And but. if you know, if if there
1: was at some point in history some kind of conspiracy to manipulate our understanding of music and vibration, I, you to need to pro- provide some proof about that because.
0: Well, and that's the thing too. Is <laughs> I think a lot of things with a lot of conspiracy stuff is. You know, do you remember You remember when they tried to roll out the Obamacare website? Yeah. Yeah. Like... Disaster. They couldn't do that. So the idea that, okay, here's a group of people who who really jumped through some crazy hoops to make what they believe fit your flat-earther people, <laughs> right? Yeah, let's go there. So... Yeah, it just to make their theory make sense. You got to you got to bend so much reality. We had a <laughs> we had a friend from Pennsylvania from the Renaissance fair out there who was this avid flat earther and we were just all because she was this like darling child when we were there. She was like 15 and so we were all oh Oh, but here's science and <laughs> here's these facts and like look at this experiment, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was just and the problem with some of this stuff is when you <laughs> any information we gave her was propaganda from from NASA. Oh, okay. Trying to prove stuff. And in her brain every airline pilot ...is in on it. Okay? <laughs> wow. Because if you look... Oh, dude. This is a whole rabbit hole of stuff. We should have a whole... Are
1: you trying, to say, should, are you yeah. trying to say you're a globetard?
0: I have a total globetard. <laughs> but if you look at the map, the flat earth map, uh, yeah. one of the reasons why they say it's true is because if you look at the United Nations flag, that's a flat earth map. Oh. Right? So they're all in on it. They all know. Right? And Interesting. But if you look at the flat Earth map model, distances aren't what we think they should be, right? So why does a flight from London to New York take as long as we globetards think it should? <laughs> because the pilots, right? If they got a flight that would be shorter than we think it should be on the globe, oh, wow. they will fly around.
1: Huh? So to they deceive take the, us, they take the long way around.
0: Take the long way, fly around for a little while. Wow. So that they you know can make and somehow us,
1: all our gps right. is on the same page with right. manipulating us into thinking distance isn't real
0: but this is i really think that's a great example of what we're talking about because they are not brave with their ideas anytime you bring up any kind of discussion with them about you know contrary evidence their answer is just like oh you're just you've just been fooled by all these other people, because we are the only ones who have the actual knowledge, right? Hmm. I've yeah. seen things where they do these experiments to prove that the Earth is flat, and when it comes out like the Earth is a globe, they will again jump through these hoops to say like, well, yeah. oh well, well there must have been something wrong with the experiment. Gotcha. <laughs> There's a great documentary on flat earthers. Is I think it? it was on Netflix. Really? And one of my favorite moments in it. It was so beautiful. This uh, this lady who's one of the big like flat earth people. There's this guy who who deems himself as like the king of the flat earthers. There's a big there's a big rift in the whole flat earth community right now. Oh, no, really? So this guy started calling her and the uh, and her like sort of her boyfriend was saying that they were like CIA plants. Oh, right. That's always the th- yeah.
1: The so, but
0: well, what she said it was so beautiful because she's driving her car and she's like, I I don't know what to do. like. I know I'm not like a CIA operative and I realized like this guy's saying that I am and it made me wonder like is this what I'm doing to other people (laughs) right and in in my brain I'm like oh my gosh we're having a breakthrough this is nice (laughs) right but the next line was she's like and I'm wondering if you know is this what I do to other people and then I realized like no because I know I'm right
1: I thought your next statement was going to be she realized she was a Cylon (laughs) <laughs> like she heard oh the song, God. oh no. <laughs> she heard like... Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> All
0: along the watchtower.
1: <laughs> um, That's pretty yeah. incredible. And, right. you know, I I can speak from experience. I've been in enough planes at high altitude. I've seen the curvature of the
0: Earth. Yeah, there's a lot of people who have. Like so... these stuff, you know how you can like tune in to like the view from the International Space Station like at any time? Yeah. That's faked. All the pictures of the Earth from space are faked. Um, it's all a giant conspiracy with the trillions and trillions of dollars that NASA has. So... Yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, we should do the whole thing. Do you know... Okay. So if you have a, you have a flat surface, right, and you pour water on top, yeah. what's going to happen with the water? It's going it, to run off, it right? It runs off the edges. Yeah. Yeah. So why doesn't the water run off the flat Earth? Mike, do you know? Is it because of the
1: ice wall? Yeah. Yeah, because
0: Antarctica... <laughs> Is an ice wall that surrounds the whole thing. And do you know why we don't have pictures of it? Because the armed NASA guards who guard it all the time will shoot anyone who gets close and tries to take pictures of it. That's why there aren't pictures of it out on... Wow. Yeah. Very interesting. It's spectacular. It's so spectacular. Again, there's
1: so much nuance here. Yeah. Yes, NASA has faked... Some of the... Original moon footage photos are not legitimate. That doesn't mean they didn't go to the moon. Right. <laughs> I don't they you. needed some images oh. to show on TV, you know, and they were rehearsing this in studios and stuff. Yes, some of those images are not completely 100% legitimate. They did go to the fucking moon. <laughs> yeah. Yes, the earth is round. You can actually the moon is see round.
0: the stuff, like with the telescopes we have now. Like yeah, right, yeah, yeah, Exactly. That's fine.
1: The moon is there. It's real. Mm -hmm. Space is not fake. No hashtag space is fake. No. Gravity. They
0: don't really believe in gravity. Gravity
1: exists or we would be flying through space. Uh huh. The moon is there. It's round. It's clearly made of Swiss cheese. Everybody knows that.
0: Everybody knows it. Yeah. So anyway, (laughs) to me, that is a very good example of people who have a belief that they cling to like a drowning person. Yeah. And can't hear... Anything to the contrary. And that, again, to me, is the height of cowardice. It, you're, you're <laughs> che-
1: if you're doing that and you're stuck in your camp, you're in your echo chamber, and you're not willing to listen to an opposing view, even if that opposing view is wrong, the only way you're really ever going to prove that is jumping in the ring and getting into that interchange mm-hmm. back and forth. And if you don't jump in the ring and have your ideas challenged at any point, you're literally fucking your brain. You're making your brain soft. You're yeah. not. You're not challenging your. Just like you're never going into a gym and working out, you're never going to be yep. in physical shape. Same thing with your brain. If you don't challenge your own brain, it's not going to get stronger.
0: Yeah. And aside from your brain, your ideas. Yeah. You know, if you don't challenge them again, it's it's why I. That's what I meant. Really. When all yeah. this stuff is going on, it's why I love. Fighting so much, <laughs> you know martial arts. Yeah, and there's no cheating. Training, there's not. It, again, yeah, violence suffers no lies. In the words of my buddy Damien's uh, teacher, the guy they called Papasan, and there's a great way to put it. that's yeah. so true. I mean, you can, you know, there's people who do that too. You know, they'll get not. We trained a kid once who went and just got beat up so bad, and then they. You know, the ref called the fight, and he threw a literal fit, was like crying and complaining. And our one partner, <laughs> Dave uh, Dave Freed, the mayor of Robbinsville, was talking mm. to him after the fight. He's like, hey, because he had to pull him away from the – it was so embarrassing. We were – this wow. guy was representing us. And, uh, you know, he's like, hey, hey, dude, how w- how was your stand-up versus his stand-up? He was better than you, right? Okay, cool. How was this clinch game? His clinch game was a lot better than you, right? Okay. How was his grappling? It was a lot better than you, right? Like, he, you got beat. It wasn't because <laughs> the ref. Yeah. You got beat by this guy. Yeah. You know. And. Yeah. It's it's difficult. It's humbling. But it is. is part of the process. That's mm-hmm. how you. That's literally part of the process of getting better. Right. You got to accept your thing. It. You got to accept your your flaws. And like I said, if you go out there with your ideas that you really believe in and you talk about them and you start realizing that your arguments don't make sense and that kind of stuff, you got to let them go. Because here's the thing. They're not correct. you know? They're not true. And if you want to find the truth, you got to be – you got to dare to go out there and get it. You know? Yeah. So – and that's yeah. what I said I, I, I've I always loved this stuff you know talking about ideas and you know sharing them and, and wrestling with things yeah. you know and yeah I think uh, I don't know I mean I don't know what else to say about this, this topic you could say the
1: same thing about how we start you know we started off the show talking about yoga I mean it's the same thing with that as, as martial arts mm-hmm. and you could say the same thing about Buddhism a lot of the Eastern religions which resonate with me more than Christianity or whatever be just be simply because there was no dogma it was you know the Buddha said it himself don't take my word for it
0: go out and practice it yeah <laughs> go figure it out for yourself you know what's interesting about that actually is um I know like in the in the West we are there's a great surge in in Eastern Eastern philosophy and religion and I got a thought about why um, and if you notice like in asia and all these places there's this kind of big surge of christianity I yeah, uh, yeah and i think because in my personal opinion i think that you know jesus was in, was enlightened like he you know not much different than the buddha you know they both saw the same thing they called it different things because of where they were at 100%, but i think
1: 100
0: i think one of the reasons why eastern religion is so popular here and christianity is so popular there is because we're not around the institutions of it and the dogma.
1: You know? Uh, yeah, the same
0: thing. So, like, yeah. what you get in Asia of Christianity is the is the, um, is the, like, you know, cut-down philosophy of it. You know? yeah. There's a lot of cool stuff about it. Like, if you really look at the heart of what Jesus said, it's pretty awesome. You yeah. know? Yeah.
1: <laughs> and we're not
0: around the institutions of Buddhism. Because there's... There's Buddhists that commit genocide in the name of that, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, and it is very appealing. Like we get the we get the 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 like distilled philosophy of that. Yeah, and we don't have to deal with like their like quote unquote pope, right? You know. Yeah, yeah. So, like yeah. the Dalai Lama,
1: who's on the CIA's payroll, for example.
0: He's on the CIA's payroll. Yes, correct. What? Yes. Oh my gosh, that's a whole other podcast. I might be touched on that and my next episode. Here's the thing, Brown, that I want you to know about me. There's certain things I don't want to mess with. Number one, Wawa. Okay. Like, if Wawa is, like, hiring, like, like, child labor in, like, some third world, I just, I don't want to know. Don't mess with Wawa for me. Okay. And Hall's, I love Wawa. Menthalyptus. Hall's is solid. Hall's is solid. And, And the Dalai Lama. So I don't know if I can be there for that podcast. I might not listen to that. One. <laughs> I, <don't... laughs> I may so or may not. This is me not being courageous with my truth. I,
1: I may or may not touch on that. I just something just came across, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it's 100 percent true. And I yeah, I'll, I have to it's do some more research about it. But all
0: right, you know what? In, in honor of this podcast, I'll listen to it and I'll give Sweet. it a fair shake. Sweet. Son of a. <sighs> <laughs> so anyway, one thing I liked uh, that we did. Do you have anything else uh, pressing for this whole? Um... No, I don't think so. I don't think so either.
1: I think We touched on it. Yeah, I think so too. It, everything that we said is, you know, again, to reiterate, we are kind of, as we're saying it, we're like, well, do we really need to say this? You know, but. Yeah, we do. Cle- clearly it needs to be said because mm-hmm. yeah, you, you just look around you and the, not just the political spectrum, the social spectrum. It has to be said. You know, it's, yeah. it's sometimes we just lose our path. We, we, we lose uh, our way and we have to kind of just get drawn back yeah back to focus and and get back to basics and thinking and critical thinking especially is just part of it like you just everyone should be
0: good at that yeah and I think um one thing I like that we did last time is we had a little we had a little challenge at the end mm. um so okay. I think the challenge for this 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 uh podcast number two is go out this week and have a conversation with somebody who disagrees with you and listen to them yeah. And give it a fair shake. I think even better, I don't know if this will necessarily happen, but if you can figure out something that you believe that is wrong, that would be awesome. I'm going to try to do that too. So, but yeah, definitely have a conversation with somebody who you disagree with. And don't get mad about it. Don't call them names. And if they call you names, who cares?
1: Yeah, it's just (laughs)
0: words. Yeah, we want to have a, I want to get John Williams on here too. So we can talk a little about uh, Lord's Adventure stuff. But I know from doing Lord's Adventure for, for as long as we've been doing it, pretty much 10 years because we started it when New Jersey Renaissance Fair started. W- we've gotten to the point where we are uninsultable. Mm, you know, yeah. and we've had people do it. And there's such a freedom in <laughs> yeah. not caring what people say about you. you know. I mean, we've had people like kids and stuff at fairs and even adults who are just you know you guys are stupid and it's <laughs> you know but it does it's so I don't know the words people say at me are I, I feel very unassailable I can't imagine what somebody would say hmm. that would you know I mean I get offended like if you're a crazy racist person you know I <laughs> yeah. but again even that it's not like I'm like Yeah. like angry and can't control myself you know like the stupid guy. Like, you guys are stupid. Like, oh, thank you sir, so much because i tell you what. The burden of intelligence is so hard, <laughs> and I'm so glad you noticed because I've been trying to degrade my IQ for years. <laughs> so thank you so much for that. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So, everybody, thank you so much for being here. Like I said, get out there and have some conversations with people who you don't agree with this week. Try it maybe, out. Yeah, and actually to, to expand on what you just said, maybe it might be
1: uh – prudent to at this point, just touch on really quickly, the process of what an actual argument is, because an argument is not a fight. Right. An argument is an actual set of rules that, mm-hmm. you, that you walk through in the process of an argument with two opposing viewpoints, and there's a whole, there's a, you know, you have a point or a premise, and then you have supporting sort of arguments that, that supports that premise or thesis and you present that to someone to be challenged you give your evidence your, your supporting evidence and then you open it up and that person challenges it and can either you know, agree with it or challenge it or disagree or take your argument apart or you can take their argument apart and it's a back and forth and it's this logical sort of discourse back and forth where you're testing each other and sort of it's 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 a battle but it's a mental battle and it's not Insulting. It's not angry. It's not. You have to right. be somewhat detached from your ideas because you're not your ideas. You're not. They're just things you're carrying around, you know. And you can have good ideas or bad ideas, and you can argue up and down what's good and bad and great or whatever. But the process of challenging those things should be something impersonal, and it's and it's it's something that you do. It's not who you are, and. And so it should be impersonal, like you just said. You can take insults and just say, oh, yeah, well, thank you. That person doesn't know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're, yeah. you're playing a character on a show, and they're, they didn't like it, or they're having a bad day or whatever, and it's like, oh, okay. They just say, they, they say their thing, and it doesn't matter. Arguments should be the same thing. You, you're challenging each other's ideas, and it's not – you should be really trying to get to the heart of what is the better argument, not who's yeah. right, not who is yelling louder, not who is better at insulting people. That has nothing to do with it.
0: And a lot of people don't – and I, like I said, I feel fortunate that I had you know in philosophy because when I say an argument i I mean like you just said, like an argument to me is yeah. not and I'll sometimes say it to me, I've actually started saying you know discussion with people because I understand, yeah, argument is a loaded it is term, so yeah. have some discussions or argument in the philosophical sense, yeah, and I think. We should end this with a brief um, uh, callback to Chris Rock in Dogma, oh. who put this perfectly. You know, he <laughs> said, "I don't have beliefs; I have ideas." You know, because I can change my ideas. People get real antsy about changing their beliefs. This is all paraphrasing. People kill each other over their beliefs. So try having some ideas for a while. You know, give it a shot. And like I said, get out there. And have a conversation with somebody who vehemently disagrees with you this week. Alright, guys. This is the Path of Action. Check us out. If you've got any uh, questions, comments, gripes, or complaints about anything that we said here tonight, you can send it to path of action podcast at gmail.com. That's right, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's I was true. thinking about it. That pause that I had was... Yeah, feel free. If you disagree with any of
1: the stuff that we talked about, fire yeah. it away because we will more than be more than happy to yeah. read through it, consider your position, consider your opinion, mm-hmm. your disagreement, whatever it is, and you know, yeah. give you and a, 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 a Yeah, intelligent we'll definitely
0: reply. Answer. You'll be like our first email. It'll be awesome. But totally. – and if we get all bent out of shape about it, then you know we're just total flaming hypocrites. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Have a great night. We'll see you uh, – we're going to try to get some guests on here. We've got a couple people we want to talk to. I definitely want to talk to Beth. I want to get John Williams on here. Uh, I got a professor who teaches Brazilian jiu-jitsu. who's writing a new book. So I want to see if we can get him. That would be cool. Check it out. All right, everybody. Have a great night and be be courageous in your ideas, guys. Peace out. Peace.